Hey everybody, this is Coach Jarrell. Welcome to this edition of the Get Moving Minute. And today is session four of our diabetes prevention program. If you're following along, I have decided to um, put the diabetes prevention program here out on the podcast so that getting and staying healthy is truly accessible to anyone and everyone who would like to follow along here. Maybe, you know, just depending on your circumstances, I don't know where you are, maybe it's a time issue, there's not availability in your area. I believe so strongly in the power of lifestyle medicine and the diabetes prevention program, and I've seen it change people's lives, and I truly believe that better health should be accessible to everyone and anyone. That is why I have decided to put my program here out on the podcast. So if you want to follow along, you can always go back through the episodes and start at session one. Um, If you want to just follow the podcast, the regular podcast is usually just a few simple minutes um, of, you know, simple health and wellness tips uh, to get you going, get you motivated, keep you inspired. And so if you want to skip out on this longer extended version, you're certainly welcome to do so. Um, Just as a reminder, if you actually want to have access to um, our health coaching app and the weekly modules and the activities and the the worksheets and to be able to track your progress and record your goals, I have the entire online program accessible through my website at friscofitcity.com. It's a one-time $69 purchase and you have 24-7 lifetime access to all of the information and you can also reach out to me via chat as a health coach resource for you. So just wanted to let everybody know that is available to you. So let's get going. Okay, so today we're going to talk about eating well. and how that relates to preventing type 2 diabetes. And today, you know, if you were in a session with your group or your coach, you know, we would would really want to, you know, progress to talking about, you know, how do we eat well? How do we build a a healthy meal? What items do we need to include in each food group? You would also, at the end of the program, you're going to work on, you know, actually making a new action plan at the end of this module. Okay, so we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about, you know, tips, okay? Last week, we talked about, you know, ways to cut out fat, okay? Way to, what was a healthy fat? What was a not so healthy fat? Cutting back on saturated fat, eliminating trans fats from our diet. Um, And by doing that, we're, we're by default naturally lowering the excess calories in our diet because we know that fats are calorically dense right? But when we take out the fat, we need to start, you know, learning how to cook and flavor up our foods with using lots of fresh herbs, lots of spices, lots of lemon juice, lots of vinegars, maybe making some lower fat versions of our dressings that we enjoy, you know, maybe thinning that out with a little vinegar. Um, So, you know, lots of different strategies there, right? We also know that if we fill up on fiber and we fill up on water, that's going to help to make us feel full and satisfied longer. Okay, when I say filling up on fiber, I'm talking about nutrient-dense leafy greens, fruits and vegetables, 
um, adding more of those to our diet, okay? So we know that, you know, the way that we shop for our food, the way that we cook really matters. Um, And we also know that it's a challenge when we're trying to make these changes because, you know, now we we're we're thinking about the loved ones that we spend our time with our friends and family right and how are we going to eat healthy when we are with our friends and family because maybe the things that we've been traditionally doing you know everybody else is still doing the same thing right and now we're trying to make a change so we also know that these are some things that we we need to address right because in order for us to be successful we need to have support right and what does that look like what needs to change in my life that's going to help me be successful all right so things we want to remember okay we're trying we're looking at we're you know we're paying attention we're reading our labels right we're we're cutting out excess calories by cutting out excess fat and sugars all right we're adding more foods to our diet so this isn't about restriction guys this is about shifting our thinking to how do I add more foods to my diet that are going to help me get healthier that are going to help me get well that are going to help me restore function that are going to help me lower my risk of developing type 2 diabetes does it feel different when we say hey let's look at figuring out what kind of foods do I need to be eating more of? What kind of foods? I need to find foods that are higher in fiber, higher in water content, higher in vitamins, minerals, nutrients. I need to add a wide variety of healthy lean proteins to my diet, okay? I need to add more of those foods. Like we've already talked about how do we identify and cut out excess fat and sugar. Well, how do we add more fiber? How do we add more water to our diet? How do we add more, 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 more vitamins, more minerals, a wide variety of lean, healthy proteins. How do we do that? We do that by eating more real foods than heavily refined foods, heavily processed foods. And when I say real food, guys, here's a, here's the one easy way to remember it. Okay. Real food grows and grows from the ground. Okay. Real food, you know, maybe swims in the ocean, right? Real food comes from the earth. Real food does not come from a factory. Okay, so keep that in mind. Every time we go to the store and we have to pick up a box and we have to read a label, there's a good chance that although there might be some real food in there, there's probably a lot of things in there that are not real food, right? So the more real foods that we can eat, if we, and we're not, and that's not gonna happen overnight, guys. It could just be, I mean, everybody's in a different place, okay? For you, it might be like, you know what? I'm gonna, in the afternoon when I have my snack, I'm gonna start eating an apple or an orange or a banana instead of a bag of chips. And you know what? If you successfully do that over a period of one week, two weeks, three weeks, just think of just that one simple change over time. I mean, add it up, do the math. Think about the fat, think about the fat grams, okay? Think about the trans fats, the fat grams from the chips. You know, I don't know offhand how many fat grams are in a little bag of chips or a little snack pack, but let's just say there's five, okay? Five times five is 25, 25 grams times, you know, let's say 50 50 weeks out of the year. I mean, 
I mean, really think about it, okay? That's, that's over a thousand fat grams in one year just by that one change, okay? And it doesn't seem significant, but it is over time. So when I'm just spewing out all this information, don't get overwhelmed. You just think about what is something that you do every single day, okay? That if you made the change, if you made a change in that area, how could that benefit you over the next week, month, year? When you're thinking in terms of improving the quality of your diet, adding more whole foods, more foods that have fiber, more foods that have vitamins, minerals, and protein versus foods that are low in vitamins, minerals, proteins, low in fiber, low in water, but high in excess fat and sugar. All right? So we're talking about starting small. We're thinking about areas that are the most important to you and what feels like is the most urgent thing to address first and thinking about what do I do every single day that if I could change this one thing would have the most impact over time that relates to my diet. For some of us, it might be the snack. For some of us, it might be our morning beverage. For some of us, it might be, I need to start drinking more water. I drink soda every day. I don't drink water. How can I start making that change slowly over time? All right, so let's talk about what a healthy plate looks like, okay? Some of you guys might be surprised to know that, you know, how we balance our meals, um, how we're eating, what we're eating, when, you know, how we're eating, what, how we're combining our foods, has a huge impact on um, our insulin sensitivity, okay? It has a huge impact on our energy and how it's released throughout the day, okay? When we eat foods, okay, that, that, are, that do not have fiber, that do not have the nutrients that we need, but are high in sugar, like these highly refined processed foods, we get an immediate spike of insulin. When we eat those foods, our glucose goes way up and the insulin comes down to help the glucose get into the cells. And then what happens? We get this huge rush of energy and then we get a crash. And the body says, oh, I need more, I need more, I need more food, okay? So just think of if I get up in the morning and I have two pieces of toast and I just have just the toast. I'm not balancing it with other things, okay? If we balance our meals, if we have a little bit of, you know, if we partner, this is what we say as a Dr. Sears health coach, we say, we say good carbs have friends. They have their partner with protein and fiber. This is how we teach the kids. Okay, so this is the same premise here when we build a plate. Let me give you guys a visual. We want, think of your round plate, okay? It may be a different size at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but think of your round plate. I want half your plate to be fiber in the form of fruits and or vegetables, okay? Always better to have more vegetables than fruit, and it may be different at different meals, okay? I hear a lot of people say, ah, I'm not craving vegetables in the morning. I get it, okay? And then a quarter of your plate is going to be your starch, okay? Your carb, your 
you know, think your potatoes, your oatmeal, your rice, your whole grains, okay? Just a quarter of your plate. That's probably not what we're used to. And then the other quarter is your protein, okay? So you got a quarter protein, lean, wide variety, lean healthy proteins, chicken, lean meat, fish, right? If we're vegetarian, you know, tofu, beans, beans are great for everybody, extremely high in fiber, extremely high in protein, extremely low in fat, okay? Beans, very healthy, all right? Another source, another great source of protein that is not an animal product, okay? So get that visual. Half your plate, fruits and vegetables, a quarter your starch, your carb, a quarter your meat, okay? We want to try to do that whenever we have a meal or a snack. We want to try to partner our carbs with some protein and or fiber, okay, when possible. And that's going to help give us a slow and steady source of energy as opposed to a huge spike, which is going to give us a big spike of insulin, okay? We want to have steady energy throughout the day. And by balancing our meals and snacks, that's gonna help us, okay? All right. If you have access to the curriculum, it gives you a little activity to do. A little activity like how to build a healthy plate and what that looks like, all right? So just remember guys, like when we say, you're gonna hear, you might hear some health coaches talk about non-starchy vegetables versus um, non you know non starchy vegetables versus starchy vegetables um, honestly <laughs> I'm, I'm an advocate for most of us we're just simply not eating enough fruits and vegetables we're simply not eating enough whole real food in our diet so I wouldn't get bogged down I like to keep the science simple I wouldn't get bogged down too much on what's a starchy vegetable what's a non starchy vegetable all vegetables are good, are good, all fruits and vegetables are on the menu, all of them are healthy for you. We encourage everyone, we advocate for eating the rainbow. Some of you may have heard that. Every single color has a different antioxidant that benefits your body in some way. And your body takes it up and stores it for when it needs it. So the more variety we eat, the higher our immune system will be. So just keep that in mind. You know, some of us tend to eat the same things every single day. It's really a good idea to experiment whenever you can and try different things and get in as many colorful fruits and vegetables into your diet as you can. But just for fun, you know, non-starchy vegetables, some examples, asparagus, broccoli, carrots, cabbage, celery, cucumbers, leafy greens, mushrooms, onions, peppers, tomatoes, um, I'm sure you guys have lots of your own favorites, okay? Just encourage you to try as many as you can and keep in mind that sometimes, you know, especially with young kids, it takes as many as 10 tries for someone to decide they like something or accept it or for their taste buds to get used to it. Um, so I think that that's something to keep in mind if you're not necessarily craving these foods. You will over time, okay? It takes, it could take as, as much as, you know, two to four weeks to reset our taste buds. Some of some some good examples of whole grains um, and some of the other starchy foods, 
100% corn tortillas, 100% whole grain cereal, 100% whole grain bread, black beans, brown rice, um, green peas, lentils, um, oatmeal, popcorn, potatoes, pumpkin, yams. Okay, think of some of your favorites. We know that when we're working to make a lifestyle change, it's best for me not to give you a meal plan to follow. It's best for you to make these small changes over time and to build a healthy plate, build healthy snacks, picking and choosing foods from your own likes, your own preferences. So when we think about proteins, you know, what are some proteins? What are some healthy proteins? Eggs, you know, we, we know that we know that eggs are, listen, all animal products have cholesterol. Our body makes all the cholesterol that we need. So anytime we add food in the form of an animal product, we're adding additional cholesterol to our diet. So we need to be mindful of that. But if we're sticking to this idea of balancing our plate and having a quarter of a plate be protein, not a half a plate or more, we should, we should land where we need to be. Okay, so again, simplifying the science, you know, eggs are on the menu, not too many, right? Not too many, not every day, but yes, eggs can be on the menu, um, fish, seafood, lean meats, you know, lean ground beef, chicken, turkey without the skin, pork loin, um, nuts, still very healthy, very high in fat, very high in unsaturated fat healthy for you, but we definitely need to pay attention to our portion size when it comes to nuts. If we're going to be, um, if we're eating dairy, right, we're looking for, um, well, we talked about the strategies last week, like we're going to continue to look for either lower fat versions, right, or eating another strategy. If we don't like the lower fat versions, we're eating less of the full fat versions, right, or we're eating, you know, we like dairy, we want it to be a part of our diet, that's something we enjoy. We're just maybe gonna cut it back. We're not gonna eat it as often, right? So strategies for cutting out the excess fat from dairy, because there are obviously some um, nutritional benefits from dairy, right? But it's one of the food items that we need to pay attention to our, our, our portion size and pay attention to our fat quantity, right? So we're either looking for lower fat versions, we're either eating our full whole fat versions less often, or we're eating a smaller portion, right? Okay, I probably don't need to go through a bunch of examples of fruit and what fruit is, right? <laughs> I think, but we have, you know, as part of the part of the programming, if you're following along, there's obviously some great examples as part of the activity that we'll go through but obviously you guys know apples apricots blueberries dates grapefruit grapes oranges strawberries i mean the possibilities are endless right we need to think about our drinks too when we're balancing our meals right we need you know water is the beverage of life right we're trying to add in as much water as we possibly can um Tea is a very popular drink, right? Again, without sugar, or, or you know, we're watching our sugar intake, at least for right now, um, playing around with flavored sparkling waters, thinking about our coffee drink that we have every day, 
is that an opportunity to make some changes to cut back on fat and or sugar? And what could that look like for you? We're continuing to focus on, you know, limiting sweet foods, limiting foods that have excess sugar, candy, cookies, corn syrup, honey, ice cream, molasses, any processed snack foods, sugar. I'm sure you guys can think of examples and what is going to be your strategy when we're just getting started, right? We're not completely eliminating anything, right? Unless, of course, that's something you choose to do. But are these foods that you are eating on a regular basis and how can you cut them back? How can you create a plan or strategy to start limiting them in a way that makes sense for you that is a baby step? We're still working on limiting our fatty foods as well, our butter, our creamy salad dressing, our fried foods, our deep fried foods like french fries, our fatty bacon, um, processed meats, bologna, right? Regular ground beef, full fat cheese, you know, lard, shortening, whole milk. So how do we cope with the challenges that are going to come up when we're trying to make these changes, okay? It's always a challenge to shop and cook and eat well, right? Here's some common challenges that we often hear in group. And, and here's some different ways that, you know, people cope, cope with them. All right. Um, you know, I'll hear people say, you know, shopping this way costs too much. Okay. That's a legitimate concern for a lot of folks. Here's the argument I could make. We can invest now in the foods that we eat and save a lot less, save a lot more money down the road in hospital bills and going to the doctor and medication. Okay, the average cost to treat someone who develops diabetes, just the medication alone, is anywhere from, you know, your cost. I'm talking your cost out of pocket is about 11 to 12, 11, 11,000 to 13,000 dollars a year. So, you know, very expensive if we, if our pre-diabetes becomes diabetes and we need to be on insulin for the rest of our lives. Okay. Lots of ways people cope, you know, taking the time to use coupons, buying in bulk, buying things on sale, growing your own fruits and vegetables. You don't need as much room as you think. You can try that out in pots. I know that's not realistic for a lot of us, but this is some of the strategies people have, have used. Don't be afraid to buy things from the fr freezer section in the store. I think a lot of people don't realize that frozen fruits and vegetables are picked they're, they're harvested and they're immediately taken to the factory to be frozen and sent on a truck to you. And when you do that, you immediately stop the degradation process of the nutrients. So sometimes, you know, the fresh vegetables that we have in the produce section, they were picked and traveled a long, long way to get to our grocery store. And as soon as they, they're picked, their nutrient value starts to degrade over time. So in other words, when you when you eat a tomato that was picked that day and you eat that same tomato a week or two down the road, it's not as nutrient dense as it was the day that it was picked, but the frozen vegetables maintain their nutrient density. So just a little nerdy health coach fact. I don't even know if you guys care about that, but the frozen vegetables are cheaper and 
they're good for you. So do not be afraid to buy the cheaper vegetables that are frozen. And guess what? They're already, they're easy. They're already chopped up. They're prepped. They're washed. You can just take out a few at a time, throw them in a pan, cook them up, and add them to your dishes. So they're hugely convenient. All right? A lot of people say shopping, you know, just freeing up and, you know, shopping and cooking this way takes too much time. And yes, it does. It is going to require some investment on your time, right? But there are some strategies we can work on together to free up your time in general, right? We can be more organized. We can ask friends and family to help us get things done, right? We can take our kids with us to the grocery store and turn it into a fun field trip, right? You know, how do we find time to shop for healthy food? Can we turn it into an activity on the weekend? Can we shop in bulk? Can we use a list? Okay, that's going to help you get everything you need. Can we buy healthy convenience items like pre-washed salads? Is that going to help you, right? Can we prep some things on the weekend to get ready for the week? Okay? You know, how do I find time to cook healthy food? If I look up, you know, recipes, you know, just looking up easy meals. You know, look up fast, healthy meals. Look up, you know, three ingredient healthy meals, right? You know, can we do some prep work, you know, in the morning for the rest of the day? Um, you know, a lot of people say, I don't like the way this food tastes, right? So, you know, then we need to focus on, okay, how do we change up our favorite dishes to make them happy? How do we choose, you know, cheeses that are strong tasting but fairly low in fat, right? You know, do we switch to Parmesan? Do we try feta? Do we try different things? You know, how do we choose good quality items? You know, can I choose some things that have a variety of flavors, textures, scents, and colors? Does it help you to know that, yes, it does take a while. It does, it is gonna take some time to transition our, our taste buds to a new way of eating but your body will reset your taste buds and you will learn and grow to crave these foods. You know, can I cook vegetables like green bean and broccoli lightly so that they taste, so that they stay crisp and colorful? Can I dress up my foods with herbs and spices and low fat salad dressings and lemon juice and vinegar and hot sauce? And, you know, can I use plain, non-fat Greek yogurt, you know, in in, instead of sour cream? Can I, you know, make fresh salsas to give everything, a, you know, a good flavor that is really low in fat? You know, can I start playing around with grilling and roasting? Um, but listen, if you, if you eat out a lot and you're not someone that cooks, you know, can you use the resources in your area? It might be a little bit more expensive to eat out at a healthier restaurant than a not so healthy restaurant. But what, what could that look like for you? You know, what small changes could you make over time to move towards eating healthier? And knowing that the investment you make today is gonna pay off in the long run. You know, and I, we hear the argument too, you know, look, it's unpleasant, it's boring, it's hard, I don't like to shop, I don't like to cook, I'm not sure about eating this way, you know? This is, this is one of the reasons why being part of a group can be so helpful, you know, to lean on the group, to hear stories from others, to be inspired about, you know, the changes that they're making and the strategies that they're using, you know, because sometimes just the idea of starting to shop, starting to cook, 
can be overwhelming. And, and how do I need to do that in a way that's going to make sense for me and my family? You know, now, now we're, you know, to make this change, I'm going to have, I may have to learn some new cooking skills. I may have to learn some new cooking methods. You know, I may, I may need to start looking up some recipes. I may need to flip through some books or some articles or look up some YouTube videos, or maybe I need to take a healthy cooking class. Maybe that would be something fun to try to get me more motivated. Um, you know, maybe I need to just try some new ingredients, you know, experiment with it. So guys, we're at the end of our time together. I know it was a lot to take in. Um, you know, think about your week. You know, think about where you've come so far, you know, from session one to session two to session three to session four, knowing that our overall goal for the program is to work up to getting active 150 minutes consistently each and every week and establish a healthier pattern of eating to start eating more fruits and vegetables, to start eating more quality real foods to, and avoid the processed foods right to start eating more you know greens beans nuts and seeds a wide variety of healthy lean proteins a wide variety of fruits and vegetables a wide variety of whole grains um, and if we're eating dairy you know to be looking for you know organic low-fat dairy So think about your week, think about where you are, think about the changes that you've already started, think about what are three things that you can actively do this week that are gonna help move you closer to your goals, that are gonna help you lower your risk of type two diabetes, that are gonna help you get a little bit more active, right? Just a little bit more active. Think about what was a challenge last week, think about what was working, what wasn't working, and how you can move forward from here, all right? Once again, guys, this is Coach Terrell signing off for the Diabetes Prevention Program, Session 4, Eat Well. If you want to reach out to me, learn more at FriscoFitCity.com. Um, again, this is Coach Terrell reminding you to get up, get out, get moving each and every day and make it a great day.